You're listening to Inside GMSD, a podcast taking families behind the scenes in Germantown Municipal School District. I'm your host, Kate Crowder, Communications Coordinator. And today in Tennessee, we are celebrating the unique role that early post-secondary opportunities, or EPSOs, play in preparing students for college and career. By spotlighting a few of our career technology education offerings at Houston High School, or CTE for short, and co-hosting with me today is Ethan Constance, GMSD's CTE Director. And during part one of this two-part series, we'll be joined today by Houston High School teachers Chad Uhiren. Uh, Bill Houston, and two GMSD students, Anjali Chetta and Andrew Carter. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and start uh, with you, Ethan Constant, CTE director. Uh, tell us one fun fact about yourself. Yeah, so a fun fact about me, um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, I have a math background with my, my education, but I am fully 100% a product of career and technical education uh, my father teaches energy control, HVAC systems uh, at uh, Arkansas State University satellite campus, uh, and my mother was a cosmetologist, so that was really foundational, so it's really nice to come back full circle and, and, and help these programs. Well, that's excellent. And Chad, you hire in. <laughs> Hi. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you sort of oversee our criminal justice program, and do you want to give us um, a Cliff's Notes version of your background and why it is you do what you do here at Houston High School? Yeah, so um, this is my eighth year here at Houston, and uh, prior to coming to Houston, uh, I was a uh, Memphis police officer. Uh, did that for uh, did that full time for three years, um, and then. Uh, was fortunate enough to get get hired on here. Uh, I still am a reserve officer with with Memphis, so uh, basically um, they utilize me and and the unit for uh, covering things like events, um, you know, concerts, Memphis in May, things like that, so that they don't have to pull resources out of the streets. Um, and so that's usually what we do. Um, I can also go work a, a regular shift if I'd like, um, since I'm still certified, commissioned, all that kind of stuff. But basically, I do that three days a month, um, and so that's kind of the role I have with them. Um, and then, obviously, teach here at uh, at Houston, teach our criminal justice courses. Well, that's great. So from cop to teacher, right? Cop yeah. to high school teacher. <laughs> that's a that's that's really cool. So in regards to the teacher part mm -hmm. can you just give us a high level overview of what uh, students can look forward to if they are interested in criminal justice here at Houston High School yeah so the way our criminal justice system or criminal justice the way our uh, program is set up here is it's a three-year program uh, so they would start off with the entry-level course which is criminal justice one and that's usually sophomores although I will have some freshmen from time to time uh, and then from there, they'll transition to criminal justice two, which is the second year of the course. And then the kind of the capstone or the final year, uh, I actually teach dual enrollment. Um, I'm one of the, I guess, eight teachers here that's mm -hmm. qualified to, to do that. Uh, so that's a good selling point for the program because uh, that third year when they take me, um, I basically teach them college level material uh, and they get the credit 
through the University of Memphis. So they are duly enrolled in my class. I teach them, but they're also enrolled at Memphis. And then as long as they make a C or higher, they get that uh, college credit. So they'll actually get six hours of credit. They'll get three hours in the fall. And then when we come back from Christmas, they switch over to another course, just like in college, and they get the additional three hours. So, so Mr. Constant or Ethan, and I call you Ethan for the show, talk to us more about uh, a pathway and what that means. Um, if you're a parent of, say, a fourth grader or a fifth grader just thinking about the future, what are high school students required to do in the state of Tennessee? Yeah, so uh, I'll answer that a couple of ways. Uh, number one, most of our programs are set up to, to go through a, a very linear progression where there's a level one, level two, level three, and in some cases a level four. Uh, with that level four, oftentimes, in, in, like in Chad's case, being that dual enrollment uh, piece. So uh, most of our programs are set up that way. There's a, there's a couple of definitions that might be helpful. Uh, number one, a concentrator is going to be any student who uh, progresses through two classes in that correct order. So, for example, if they complete the level one class, criminal justice one, the level two class, criminal justice two, they are a CT concentrator. Uh, now, additionally, one thing that uh, our students have to be aware of and our parents have to be aware of is for graduation requirements, uh, there is a elective focus. And so that's going to require three uh, of those courses. Uh, and so in our CT programs, uh, and most all of them, they can accomplish that by staying within a singular program like like Mr. Uhirens or Mr. Houston's. Okay, great. And I guess the last question I'm going to ask you, uh, Chad, is just what what's fun about your class? What do your students look forward into your uh, during your classes? So just give us a slice of life in a criminal justice course. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know, obviously, you know, we have standards just like any core subject does. So you, you do have to address, you know, your standards. But uh, I think the fun thing about my class and, and a lot of the CTE classes is that the kids sign up for this. So they want to be in there. You know, this is not like a algebra class that they have to take. This is something usually that they sign up for because they have an interest in it. Um, they may want to pursue a career in it, whether it's a lawyer, police officer, judge, uh, correctional officer, whatever. Um, but then I also think, in addition just to them having an interest in it already, um, with me and with many of our other, like Mr. Houston, having worked in that area, um, that brings a whole new dimension because it's not just reading something out of a textbook. It's I'm telling them this is what happens. This is the real world. This is things that I've experienced in the streets in the criminal justice system, and I think that the kids really appreciate that, and I think they really latch on to that. Um, and so I think that's probably one of the biggest um, selling points, benefits of, of taking a, a class like mine or Mr. Houston who's worked in industry um, is that we come from that field. So it's not just something we're reading about. It's something that I've actually lived through and experienced and I think the kids just eat that up because it's like wow this this guy he knows what he's talking about like this isn't you know this is real life he's been there he's been involved in this stuff and I think that just adds to the overall um, quality and, and dimension of the program 
Well, thank you so much. That does sound like a really great program for our aspiring, you said, uh, police officers, correction officers, judges, lawyers. What a neat opportunity and an opportunity that ends in an EPSO Mm -hmm. or one of those early post-secondary opportunities or college credit. So I'd like to thank you uh, for being with us here today. Absolutely. And up next, we have Bill Houston with our Mechatronics program. Welcome back, and you are listening to Inside GMSD, and today our podcast is taking you behind the scenes of our CTE EPSOs, which is a lot of letters to mean career technical education, early post-secondary opportunities, or uh, Ethan, you want to sum that up real short, short in a short sense for yeah, us? So, um what the state counts as early post-secondary opportunities, uh, there, there's really a, a wide spectrum uh, but for the most part here at Houston High School and Germantown Municipal School District, uh, what that means for us is generally dual enrollment courses, um, industry credentials, which is an exam that you would take in that professional field, uh, such as OSHA 10, uh, and then additionally, um, advanced placement courses. That, those are our three primary uh early post-secondary opportunities here in the district. Well, what a great opportunity that we have this morning to talk to Bill Houston, because I feel like there is a large concentration of industry certifications that can be earned through what we lovingly call here the Mechatronics Program. Um, So, Mr. Houston, we're going to start. Tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get into what Mechatronics is and what that program does for our students. Surely. Good morning. So, my name is Bill Houston. I'm born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. So, for me, this is a hometown opportunity to return to where I came from. You know, I went through the vocational electronics program, the old version of CTE in one of the local schools. And then from there, went on to uh, local technical community college after that into industry and spent many years working in industry and consumer electronics, uh, both here in North America, uh, Asia, uh, Europe, and the Middle East, uh, all while based out of Memphis and, uh, and taking temporary assignments at different factories or, or sites all over the world. Uh, following that, then I was given the opportunity to come back into that educational process and then return to where I came from, similar to what Ethan mentioned before. You know, I'm a product of that CTE-type program, you know, from my generation, and now I'm able to kind of return and teach the students today what I went through, both educational and career-wise, and what they can look forward to after they finish this program. Well, great. So, uh, uh, Mr. Constant, really quickly, give us a quick summary of the courses available in the area known as Mechatronics. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's it's one of our programs that that primarily focuses on three. There there is a fourth that we do offer, uh, but it, it, it in this process right now is more standalone. So our first level is going to be principles of manufacturing, uh, and that's an extremely robust course where students are going to <clears throat> really be uh, integrated with all sorts of new terminologies and and processes and blueprints and actually getting out into to our new lab and and putting their hands on things. So uh, that's an extremely beneficial. Uh, first step, uh, but they jump directly into, uh, in that level two and three course, 
uh, to dual enrollment through Southwest. So uh, we have a dual enrollment Mechatronics 1 and a dual enrollment Mechatronics 2. And tell us a little bit about um, some of those industry certifications that go on in those courses. Yes, yeah, so in Principles of Manufacturing, um, we're, we're trying to get to, so right now we have OSHA 10, uh, which is going to be more uh, aligned to safety uh, and, and those types of things. And we have uh, a lot of students be very successful with that. Uh, and, and one of the newer ones that we're really excited about uh, is Snap-on. So we were able to successfully write a grant to purchase the equipment. Um, at this point, the, the holdup is with, with COVID, that requires training for the instructor, uh, and those seats are, are really limited and the timing on that. So uh, we're excited about uh, getting Mr. Houston trained on that and, and having that rolling out really soon. Now, Mr. Houston, if I am um, a middle school student or elementary school student, so thinking of that as your, your audience right now for this question, what type of student are you seeking or what type of students are going to enjoy these courses? And maybe it's a range of students. It very much is a range of students. You know, that, that person who enjoys putting hands on uh, as well as designing and thinking out a process beforehand, uh, th- in this case, they can prove themselves. They can design a circuit or they can design a piece of equipment or design a, a small metal fabrication and then prove that out by actually fabricating that circuit or that piece of metal fabrication and to just you know to certify that their design is is viable it, it actually works as they intended it to and uh, and which is similar to what we do in industry or what we've done in industry you know we'll work on a design uh, for example me and in, in uh, consumer electronics we'd work on the the following year's design or new model of that appliance and then have the opportunity to go through a pilot run procedure and put one together, make sure it actually, work, actually works. And then if there is a problem, have an opportunity to correct it before it goes into mass production. So these students can do the same thing. They can follow those processes all the way through the principles of manufacturing processes as well as the mechatronics and engineering functions of that. You know, and I think there's so many career opportunities right now for uh, for people to go into in this field, um, some that may require a college degree, some that just may require an industry certification. So these classes certainly open up um, a big avenue for our students. And speaking of students, I want to thank you, Mr. Houston, for joining us. Uh, next up, we're going to hear from Andrew Carter, who is a Mechatronics student. And welcome back to Inside GMSD. Joining us now, we've got mechatronic student Andrew Carter. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you for having me here. So I'm going to keep this really short. I just want you to tell us what is mechatronics all about for you? Why did you join? And why would you recommend it as a course for other students? For me, um, mechatronics has always been, you know, it's always been a fun thing because I like I like putting things together with my hands, you know. And it uh, gives me, uh, it's just fun, you know, as uh, Mr. Houston said, it's fun, it's very satisfying to draw something out, you know, plan it out, you design it, you build it, and it works. It's just very satisfying, honestly. And I would honestly recommend this for anyone because it's a fun class. I mean, you know, you sometimes it can be, there's some boring topics here and there, but, <laughs> but uh, mostly it's pretty fun. I mean, so ever- what, what is the most fun thing you have done in the course to date? 
honestly, I feel like it was uh, when we made these uh, new, uh, these little craw these robot claws, kind of, and it was able to, you know, was controlled by these syringes we'd push water through. Well, that's really neat, and I'm yeah. sure, Ethan, that teaches a lot of really important concepts, but I would love to make a syringe-fueled claw myself. That does sound very interesting. <laughs> so as the director, one of the things that uh, I'm pumped about is I find them in the lab, and then I get to experiment with them, and he probably doesn't know that I've probably played with his robot claw arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew, I so appreciate you being here, um, but we are going to transition to talking with another student. Uh, we'll be hearing from Anjali Cheetah from our STEM program up next. And you're listening to Inside GMSD. And our podcast is now taking us behind the scenes of the Houston High School STEM program, which I know we're very proud of, um, and that that STEM has trickled all the way down middle school and some into elementary school. But we're going to talk more specifically about that four-way pathway. And joining us, we have Anjali Cheetah, and you are a fourth-year STEM student. Is that correct, Anjali? Yes, it is. And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and some of the classes you've taken in STEM. Um, so I've been a part of the STEM program since middle school, actually, from like sixth and seventh grade onward. And um, sorry, what was the second question again? What are you? Is it, what have you taken here at the high school? Um, I've taken actually a wide range of CTE classes. I've taken STEM one, two three and four. I've taken AP Computer Science A, AP Computer Science Principles. I'm currently in robotics, so just a really wide range of CTE classes. Now, I have got to ask before we go on further, what do you plan to study in college? I plan to major in engineering. I'm thinking either computer engineering or aerospace. I'm not really sure which one, though. And I'm sure you would be great at all of those. You've been given to us as their as their STEM poster child for 2021. So that's got to feel good, right? It really does. It's an <laughs> honor to be here. <laughs> well, we're really glad to have you. Um, Ethan, do you want to tell us a little bit about the EPSO opportunities in the area of STEM at Houston High School? Yeah, so with, with STEM, we're, we're uh, really close to the mechatronics kind of uh, uh pathway situation where there's those four programs or, or those four courses uh, the capstone course the, there is a dual enrollment opportunity uh, through the University of Memphis so we're extremely excited about that uh, additionally uh, we mentioned the snap-on uh, that's a precision measurement instrument um, certification so we're talking about how do students read tape measures and other uh, types of gauges like that so that'll also transition uh, and float to that program uh, but the big uh, key one uh, and this was really vital to uh, the new lab space there as well one of the things that we really want to get off the ground is our, our solid works and so that is a 3d uh, drafting uh, software uh, and that'll have a certification. So again, that was that really necessitated that that space that we provided with the uh, the computers and, and the uh, hardware to to make that possible. So we're excited about that. So speaking of spaces, Houston High School recently got a new STEM lab. Uh, Anjali, tell us a little bit about some of the exciting things that uh, prospective STEM students might get to experience in that lab. 
honestly, it's been so nice to have a new lab. There's so many new tools we can use, like all the new saws if we have certain projects that use them. I know previous students like myself hadn't gotten to use them, but it would be a nice opportunity for new students. Great. And I've got to stop and ask you a little bit about things that students can do outside of school. Um, As I understand it, you are a member of many STEM organizations that operate outside of the classroom walls. Tell us a little bit about those. Um, So I'm currently an officer for the Technological Student Association and a member of the Society of Women Engineers. So these two organizations are a little different. So for TSA, what we do is it's nationally like competitions Mm -hmm. and um, they're the competitions range from like fashion design to writing essays to having a prepared presentation to video game design it's just what a student really wants to do it can be collaborative which is a good skill to have for the future while society of women engineers is more like meeting women in stem since that's been a kind of a minority in the past years but we're working on that and just listening and learning their experiences I feel really proud that at Houston High School, I go in those STEM classes and there are some women in there, right? Y'all are dominating here at Houston High School. It's very impressive. Is there anything that you would want to say um, to students out there, maybe even uh, girls in elementary or middle school? What would you say uh, if they were thinking about making STEM their chosen pathway or concentration here at Houston High School? This might sound a little cliche, but I would say don't listen to the guys that say you can't do anything. Even if they think you're not good enough, just keep working on it. You'll surpass them. If this is really your passion, you know this is what you want to do. Don't let anyone stop you. Well, I think that's a great message and a great way uh, to end today's show. I want to thank all of our guests and all of our listeners for staying tuned in. Next episode... We'll take you behind the scenes of some more career technology education opportunities here at Houston High School. 